we I think before we get started, we should give a shout out to the the Anchor app for allowing us to produce some great content here. Uh, Anchor app, um, um, the good folks at Jägermeister, um, love having them on board as well. Uh, Michelob <laughs> Golden, and then Mercedes Benz, always moving. Merce- great sponsor. I know Mercedes Mercedes Benz was a little bit of a hassle to get on board, but I think uh, I think they're they're all set and ready to go. Yep, if you just go down 494 by the mall, everyone knows where they are. Go pick yeah. yourself out a Mercedes. <laughs> Love having them on board. All right. Um, so what have you been up to during this pandemic that we are having? What What have you been doing to keep busy? I know you being a Division three football all-star that you probably got to be working out a lot, don't you? Right, right. Um, and so uh, – I was flattered that you asked the celebrity to come on and join me as part of this podcast. Um, but as far as D3 goes, it's been going pretty well, doing a lot of working out at home. Um, you know, you're kind of on your own when it comes to accountability for working out. So for sure. um, getting going with that. I've uh, been on mm-hmm. a couple walks. I went on a walk on Sunday and I had so much fun. I might do one next week. So, Well, you got a lot of pretty views in old uh, South St. Paul to go walking around. So I'm not surprised right. you've been the up river. to that. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of the same for me. Not not much really going on. I try to get outside as much as possible, shoot some hoops, uh, go on walks. Frisbee golf has become kind of a popular activity, surprisingly, for me. Um, but yeah, just trying to be active as much as possible, I think, in this time is like key, like a key right. thing. Golf, especially. Um, glad that those yeah. places are now open. Yeah. Shout out Governor Waltz for uh, doing that. Hey, no free um, shout-outs, no free publicity. No free shout-outs. Mercedes, Jägermeister, Michelob Golden. That's who we're sticking with. <laughs> I don't even know if they're on board for us giving them shout-outs yet. But oh, they soon. are. Oh, hopefully they are. soon. Um, so have you been exposed to the app TikTok at all? Uh, you know, I have. I, I get the appeal of it, but I feel like an old man going on there. I know. Um, you keep swiping yeah. through, maybe you see a cute girl, then it she reveals herself to be a freshman in high school. So I feel like I'm kind of in dangerous waters whenever I'm on that <laughs> app. That's for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. And just, I mean, I don't even know how I eventually got, I was so bored with this whole coronavirus thing, eventually deciding, you know, might as well get the app and make a couple of dances. And I'm so far it's been all right. I mean, I enjoy watching people more than making it my own. I think I had two videos. Um, I saw him. One Are you actually... not TikTok famous? Are you not TikTok famous already? You know, they gave me the option to be TikTok famous, and I said, uh, no thanks. So um, just kind of chilling in the in the dark for now, but we'll see if, if it comes. My celebrity status is so far. So. Gotcha. Um, so I guess I got to work on my dance moves. Then there, there, George? We got NFL yeah. draft to break yeah. down. Yeah. What, what, what were your big uh, takeaways from the NFL draft? Well, I, I like the way weekend. they did it online. Um, but I know people have been kind of banging this drum, but it felt like every single person needed to have some sort of horrible sob story going on. So I didn't oh really my appreciate gosh. that aspect of it. But yeah, no, that I think there was something like if the kid didn't, you could definitely tell if the kid didn't have a sad story, they would try to move on as quick as possible to the next team about what they were drafting. Right. And I thought the I technical mean, it was just worked out pretty well, though, but it seemed like they were trying to fill time oh, for by sure. Doing that. One thing I'd like to mention there about you're talking about the technology is that I personally, you know, not 
don't know like every person that was in the NFL draft per se and don't know all the teams very well like I do know like the Vikings what they need specifically um in the first round especially they didn't have their typical like Mel Kuyper like team needs or just team needs in general which I kind of threw me off so I actually had to pull up my computer while watching the draft and just like google what does this team need that was one thing I would say was a negative aspect of the whole NFL draft in my opinion um, but I don't know what were your kind of, did you notice that at all? Is that kind of a thing that you've used in the past? Or, well, I, I think Mel um, Kuyper's a loud mouth. I just, I, I am more interested oh, in you're just not watching the highlights that these people have, especially in the first round, because they have probably the most insane plays of anyone like for the entire draft. And so I just like hearing the pick's name and then being like, Oh, how is this guy not going to be all pro next year? But he probably won't be, yeah. but we get to watch a bunch of highlights and great plays that he had over the course of his college career. That's my favorite part. Exactly. Yeah. No, and I just like the fact that, like, you can totally tell Mel Kuyper's had his coffee this morning with how amped up he is for every pick. And he's just like, whoa, 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 you know, just like you can barely understand what he's saying. He's, this is his, like, Christmas. Well, how much of that do you think is thing versus how much is, like, for the show? Because I feel like a guy like that can know every single person. I think, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, Normally he has Todd McShay there to kind of offer some insight as well, but prayers out to him with everything going on with him and the coronavirus. Um, So I don't really, I don't really know. That's a good question. Um, I think he, I mean, you got to think the only thing he really does all year is the NFL draft. I think he's done a pretty good um, analysis of all the players potentially pick, especially the, players that are supposed to go in the first round i mean i think once you get to like the seventh round he's got like a just a tiny bit of info on him i mean if you're going in the seventh round you're not much of a stud anyway i would just love for so, mel kyber to be like wow i'm really surprised i don't actually know anything about this guy but i'm sure he will fit one of their tvs i think that's just not yeah. going to show up yeah yeah so did you kind of is there anyone on the like the vikings like what were your thoughts on the vikings uh draft did you would you say they did pretty well, or I mean, you being a football guy, probably know better than well, me. Here's um, why I think there's your, a problem: what is that they had however 15 draft picks, which I think is way too many. I mean, you only get 53 on a roster. Like, yeah. what are we doing with all those? They picks? did kind of little. They did like the Bill Belichick. Let's trade and just get a bunch of picks and see what happens. Right, and and cut them and cut them if they at don't the do end anything. of the day, Riley Reef is still the left tackle. So, I mean, I, I don't see. I mean, I feel like that yeah. was a big team need going into this. Obviously, replacing Diggs is huge. I was, but we still have Riley Reef at left. Yeah, tackle. I was really hoping. Yeah, I was really hoping that we'd make a move to get rid of him. Either drafting a younger tackle that's got some promise, which I think we did we at the SR Cleveland, who I'm not really too excited about. He seems kind of, for a better word, a, a pussy. Um, <laughs> it's a family show, um, George. Family but, show. Yeah, it's a family show, but he just. He seems lazy too. I mean, they were saying, "Yeah, he's got good potential, but if, if only when he wants to play, he plays." So, I mean, in my opinion, I think the NFL might get to his head. He's making a bunch of money. I mean, it's kind of hard to motivate yourself at that point. So, I, I'm going to be looking at that in this coming coming season for the Vikings if we have a season. Um, but yeah, definitely, like you said, the Riley Reef thing. I was looking for him to make a move, and maybe the other thing, trying to just get a veteran. Right. And what happened to Trent Williams? Um, I don't understand why that didn't happen. I think that's yeah. the priority one even bigger than the draft was getting a veteran like that. Yeah, I, I, I think that would be a huge, huge um, asset 
on our team, especially with his being a veteran and all. But to be honest with you, I feel like you'd only get a good solid like four years out of him. I which mean, I know fine. we're in the process. Which we is want, fine. Yeah, we want to win now. Exactly. I think we have the pieces to do that. And I think looking now, I think that would have been probably the best move. But I don't know, maybe still something to happen. Um, and is Reeves' contract pretty big? I don't. I haven't even really looked. It's at pretty that. decent. Is, is it um, taking up some salary? They don't space? have a lot of room, but I mean, they cut. You know, you think like Linval Joseph, and you know players like that that had yeah. huge cap hits to sort of free up that sort of cap space. So I feel like there would definitely yeah. be room in there to sign a guy like Williams. Yeah, and he hasn't really done much for that. I mean, he's still Reef is. God, he's older than I thought he was too. 31-year-old. He's the same age as Trent Williams, yeah. so it'd kind of be training for a more experienced, more successful lineman who's this, literally the same age. So I'm pretty sure Williams is like 31. Um, and the only maybe downer is that he hasn't been in like a winning environment. Right. Um, being Well, actually, he was on the 49ers last year. I took that back. I thought he was on the Redskins. Um, wow. Um, so he just won the Super Bowl, so that'd be huge. He's got experience. If we he's were to get him experience. having that winning, yeah, yeah, definitely got experience. Um, one pick I did like with the Vikings got was that um, Dantzler. Do you remember? Do you yeah agree with me on that? Did you like that pick? I think he's going to be a better corner than Jeff Gladney. Well, I mean, I I don't know how high of a bar that's setting for him, but um. I mean, he's. Lo- I was Gladney watching the highlights. A, obviously, a lot Cameron Dancers. Um, but there's a reason yeah. why he's going first I think round. He... Dancers not. I think Dancers is more yeah. of a risky type mm-hmm. of guy. Where maybe if he shows potential, then the Vikings don't have to spend as much money on Anthony Harris. Or um, Anthony Harris is the franchise tag, right? Yes, I believe so. So maybe that that's a replacement there. But uh, I think we'll see what sort of happens as um, the offseason unfolds. But I felt like they were taking some people that they thought that they could develop maybe in anticipation of maybe okay. not having a season in the fall where, you know, maybe next year you get to go into it and you have, you know, two years of experience with this guy rather than one. It felt like they were trying to take yeah. a lot of people to just kind of see how they'd turn out in anticipation of having longer to train with them. So, Sam, real quick, I was reading about, you know, we were talking about Trent Williams. So I was right that he hadn't been in, what I first said, how he hadn't been in, winning environment because he was in Washington. He just signed two days ago with the 49ers. So that is no longer an option. Right. Well, I mean, that's what I was asking. Is like, why, why did that deal not get done? Yeah. I did not see that. So that's kind of interesting now to look at. I mean, Kirk Cousins um, was from the 49ers. But, I mean, I think he's plugged in very well. I mean, you talk about someone coming yeah. from a winning culture. Yeah. No, I would have liked to gotten Williams though. I mean, I'm just ready for the team to finally just, I mean, even if they just get to the Super Bowl this year, that'd be just ideal, in my opinion. All right, we'll go to our. Uh, uh, but of the vo- go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go. You have to go. All right, we're a little, we're a little rusty to start, I guess. Exactly. Um, I was just gonna ask you of all the picks we took, just kind of end off talking about the Vikings. Which one did you like the most? Like, which one was the best fit for the Vikings? What do you think? Uh, I well, obviously their first pick, Justin Jefferson. I mean, I, we'll find out. Yeah. Um, either it'll be egg on the Vikings' face or egg on the Bengals' face to see who's better in that relationship. But Justin Jefferson was a superstar at LSU, and we'll see if that was because of Burrow, or we'll see if that's because of his talent. But I think that you know you have I, to look at in that scenario 
you know, it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, that's an elite offense, but that was my favorite pick by far was the Vikings going after their first immediate need, which is replacing the um, production that Stephon Diggs had. For sure. I will say, in a way, I agree and disagree with you out there. I think the player-wise, where we were in that draft, getting Justin Jefferson was the smart move, and I think he's the best player we've taken. I don't necessarily think he's going to fit right away very well at the Vikings because he's more of a slot player, and that's what Thielen has been killing for the past two years in the slot, just killing the slot. So I don't know either they're going to move Thielen more to like a – different type position on the wide receiver front or Justin Jefferson. I think Jefferson has the more athletic ability to do that and has more leeway in that matter. So that's what I'm kind of interested to watch for in the, this fall is what they do with those two, both being primarily slot type receivers. But I definitely agree that he was the best player that we picked up and at that point in the draft, we had to get him. I mean, we needed something to, like, replace the spark that Diggs gave us sure. the past how many years he's been here. Um, but I think best fit-wise, I'm going to go back to Cameron Dantzler. I mean, the guy is lengthy. I think he's got great potential. I'm really eager to watch this guy. I think you're biased towards kind of lengthy press coverage people that... here, George. I think you're biased towards lengthy people. <laughs> Yeah, just just a little bit of bias. Um, but I mean, I just I, w- I was watching something that this guy he's he's long and he fits the coverage that the Vikings like to run, and that his draft stock was kind of going up towards the start of this year's draft. So I'm going to be watching him particularly in the coming um, months to see how he progresses and maybe if he ends up starting. Um, but to be honest with you, he doesn't have big shoes to fill with like Trey Wayne's right. and Xavier Rhodes this past year. So. Not expecting too much there. Um, what was the next topic you wanted well, to move into? Well, I was going to say, so into? it's obviously our first show, and so I wanted to have a guest on yeah. that would you know, convey oh. the importance. And unfortunately, this person has completely ghosted me. So maybe if, if anyone in our audience knows where Bill Withers is, if he could you know, maybe reach out to our people. Um, Who is that? Bill Withers. He, he's, he's a legend, man. Bill Withers at Carnegie Hall. Um, he wrote Lean On Me, um, you know, some other classics. You know, he's, he's a very famous musician from the 70s, and we reached out, and he confirmed, and um, he didn't reach back out. And then, so, That's a so then I went to a backup plan, and I had okay. this guy. Because, Sam, I had if I kind of had a feeling you would be pulling up a guest. I had Paul Revere from Paul Revere and the Raiders all ready to go, too. And he backed out on you? He backed out pretty quickly. Um, he's out in Czechoslovakia doing some stuff. I don't even know. And then but, here's uh, my Hail Mary. This was my Hail Mary. We wanted to have our first live performance because I think everyone loves the songs. But Kenny Rogers, I mean, who doesn't love the gambling? And for I whatever reason, his people were very nice. And then all of a sudden, they just became closed mouth and they didn't reach out or anything. So I, I, yeah, I feel I mean, bad that our audience does not have any of these amazing talents that we had already booked. I mean, I don't know what, what excuse they have to not come on the show. So the, the general theme is what I'm getting as that we were trying to get some singers, some just legends. Are we, is it sound like we're gonna have a little, we're gonna have to open a time slot during our show just for live performances. Is that kind of what we're getting at? Well, you got to get these the people to show up. Yes. Anyway. Or I know, but 
maybe me interrupting you to talk more about the Vikings was the reason why I kind of ghosted you, and I apologize for that. You know, I need to... it is what it is. Here, I mean, we're rough. It's rough. It's our first show. We're trying to just figure things out here, and that's on me. That's on me. So I have our first top ten. Um, list. I have our first top ten list. Oh, this, awesome! This is... All right, so we're getting to our category. We're calling it lists. It's kind of like a rundown, and we're just gonna be doing random lists from show to show. And what's the first one you got for us? So it, this is the the list is top ten greatest Minnesota athletes. Okay. I mean, these right. people were born and raised in the land of the maroon and gold, George. I mean, their achievements are second or to purple none. and gold or blue or, or white pinstripes, whatever twins colors you want to call them. Yeah, but go ahead. All right. So at number 10, this is going to be controversial. Philip John Fleck. Um, it's going to be controversial, but hey, anyone that can run up and down the sidelines like he does, I think is worthy of a spot on the list. Again, just thoughts okay. coming at me. Um, number nine, Jack Jablonski. Number eight, we have Michael Floyd. <laughs> yeah, let's let's move on. We're not spending much time on number nine. Yeah, eight, okay. we have Michael Floyd. Michael Floyd. Um, Am I going to be allowed to do my own list here? Because so far, I'm just not really like. Yeah, you can do it. But, Here's okay. why Michael Floyd okay. is at number eight. Because .08 has been bad to him in his career. And uh, he's a Cretan guy. So he kind of yeah. put the little dig in <laughs> there. .08. Um, Number seven is okay. a guy who's named after a hockey arena in South St. Paul. I'm sure his parents felt it was kind of silly. So they took some grief. But we have Doug Woog. Um, okay. Number six. I mean, this one's going to be tough. Everyone says the UFC is rigged. But I'm going to put him on there anyway. We got Brock Lesnar, number six. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let me pull up uh, number five there. Oh, yes. The late, great Kevin Garnett, number five. How can you not love? He's not born in Minnesota, my guy. Kevin Garnett, number f- the late great Kevin Garnett, number five. Hold, hold on, hold on. Are we doing just played in Minnesota now? Or are you doing all time greatest? Bo- he was not athletes. born, George. Number five. Okay, well then I need to. I thought we were doing Minnesota at like born athletes who've done stuff because I have a pretty solid list right now going of just guys who are born in Minnesota. Well, you know what? You, you can make your own list. I'm making my own list. You can make your own list. Okay. I'm going to continue with my list, but you keep going with yours. And yeah. So, yeah, that's number. Okay. Go ahead, my guy. Um, number four. Kind of flipping the switch for this one, but we got Adrian Peterson, number four. I think that's a popular okay. pick. He did some great things here. Number three. I, th- I mean, I feel like people will think he's number one. Six time Green Jacket winner, Tom Lehman, the Golden Bear. Number Six-time green jacket winner. That is not true, but okay. You know what? I, I think I know where I'm getting my stats from here, George. Golden Bear, Tom Lehman. <laughs> um, Tom Lehman. <laughs> number two, Chad Hartman. We're, we're not going to elaborate on that one. Chad Hartman. Okay. Um, and they got honorable mentions before number one. Can I do that? Is that okay? Of course you can. It's your show. I'm just here to hang out. You know, this might be kind of obscure for a lot of people, maybe a lot of our listeners. Um, but our first honorable mention is uh, Herb Brooks, and the second one is John Gallardi. But anyway, here, drum roll. Can I hear a drum roll, George? How was Herb Brooks on your list? You have a personal connect- connection to him, and you didn't even add him on the show. No, he, he's not. Come on. Again, he's another guy. Didn't return my calls. Didn't return my calls. Well, Herb's dead, but that's a different story. Um, Whoa, okay. We'll let a judge okay, decide well, that. Sorry, I'm just jumping to conclusions. <laughs> we don't know. He might be with Amelia Earhart and uh, just totally uh, – Tupac, right. Totally, yeah, again, like, Tupac, yeah. another guy. Didn't return my calls. 
Um, yeah. Number one, Nick Punto, Minnesota Twins, all-time all-star, a first ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer. That, that's my that's my list. All right, so I kind of did a like a little. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, I changed up my list. Um, also, and I wouldn't worry too much about it because I bet at 20 minutes 30 seconds, there's probably three people listening. So, okay, we're going for those um, super fans that are out there. I know, I know. This is we gotta we gotta bring in the big big stuff just to get some viewers right. or not viewers listeners and again bill withers maybe we'll do a live performance oh too. absolutely i know so where's your list george okay okay so starting off the list kind of took one from yours but a little bit higher up brock lesnar uh, obviously ww champion he's a multi-sport guy who's done some great stuff and again ufc maybe uh, both in the ufc and ww right. exactly number nine um Good St. Paul guy and uh, Paul Molder. Great. Tried, you know, he tried bring back the glory days of the Twins. Just didn't happen. Did not quite work. That's fine. Horrible manager. Still love you. Still love you. Okay. We'll take um, that one. Number eight, I got Jack Morris. Okay. Jack, so the, as you can kind of see, I was doing born Minnesota people, and then I kind of st- you'll see so I was started I. adding so was some I. random people. Well, well, it'd be bygones um, be bygones there. Yeah. So I did. I did Jack Morris. Um, you know, won the World Series for the Twins. I think he won three World Series in a row. If you didn't know that, that's impressive. He won Toronto two with those two years in uh, ninety two and ninety three, and then with the Twins in ninety one. I heard there was one so person he did some he could never strike out, and his name was Scott Applebaum. He lives in Mendota Heights. He's got a wife and a couple kids out there. Yeah, was never struck we'll out have to by get Jack Scott Morris. on here. That's we'll have to get Scott on here. Exactly, he'd be a good guest. Local sports Give personality. Us some career advice as well. For yeah. sure. Give us some advice on how to make our show so popular. And maybe some advice on how to get some good t-shirts, right. too. Um, and my number seven, I got a guy who, for such a long time, wanted that prestigious U.S. Open. It's not Phil Mickelson. Darn it. Tom Lehman. Tom Lehman. See, he's a consensus pick. Tom Lehman. This guy was the... 1996 Open Champion, my favorite major championship. Won it at one of my favorite courses to watch, Royal Lytham and St. Anne's Golf Club in Lytham St. Anne's, England. I almost played there over my spring break when I was 16. Funny story. Sounds and like ended up finishing second in the U.S. Open. I'm pretty sure it was three years in a row. Isn't That's just... That's got to be a record. He finished that's gotta here be a record. from 1995 to 1998. Now that's four U.S. Opens. He was in right. the top top five, four years in a row. And each year he just fell apart. Something. Um, I remember one year at uh, I think it was, it was your Olympic Club or I can't remember. It was something. He hit in the water on the 18th or 17th or something. Loses chances. But continuing at number six. A good buddy of mine's neighbor, the Ginger's neighbor, Joe Mauer. Joe Mauer. If you don't have Joe Mauer on any Minnesota list, then you are not a Minnesotan. I'm sorry. He has Pure one great less Minnesota batting swing. He has one less national title than his younger brother, or yeah, younger brother Jake Mauer won one at the University of St. Thomas. So, oh, think okay. about I was that. Kind of wondering where you're going with that. Joe Mauer but... never won a okay. playoff game. Another fun fact. 
Okay. Yeah, he. That is true. Seems a little high true. for Oriana, but that's okay. We'll keep rolling. Yeah. Uh, he's got probably one of the best batting averages of all catchers of all time. So I had to had to include him there. Um, Could have been on steroids too. Well, anyway, keep going. Yeah. At number five. Now this guy, you either hate him or you love him, type of thing. Last night I was actually on YouTube just watching some NBA basketball videos, mm-hmm. and. He was doing. He got. He got totally just knocked off the. Uh, he's, I'll give you a little sneak peek. He's a basketball. Kobe player. Bryant. I wish. Um, got fouled really hard and was doing knuckle push-ups. Now we know Sam that Minnesota Cassell. is is born on grittiness. The big ticket, Kevin Garnett, is on my number five. Well, there you go. And then rounding out. You know, Here, people don't talk about number... Garnett. What a great trade Minnesota got from that deal. Uh, it was it was so great that it didn't do anything for right, us. Right, exactly. Continue. All right, so at number – am I at number four now? Quattro? Yes. Best number out there. <clears throat> this guy – I mean, this is another guy. If you don't have him on your list, you got to wonder where you were in 87 and 91 during the baseball uh, classic. So I got uh, I got Kirby Puckett here. Wasn't very good person wise. Had a lot of female lovers. Very but popular with the ladies. This is a sports show. This is a sports show. So we're going on sports accolades. So I got Kirby Puckett running out at number four. I think we should go on personal accolades. I think the amount of women you should get that that should influence. Should it. be. That's another list for another time. I tell you. I what. think Tom Lehman should be last, <laughs> as far as we know, in, in terms of that. Because I think he's been happily married for a long time. That should almost disqualify him. Yeah. And I think I think we all know who'd be number one, but that's for a different time. Um, hey, we don't talk about Herb Brooks number... like that, all right? Come on, let's keep going. Speaking of Herb Brooks, <laughs> at number three, I got Herb Brooks. I mean, the guy, he's, he led a miracle team. My uncle played for him at St. Cloud. Very average. That's, I mean, yeah, I agree. And so number two, and I actually have some honorable mentions too before we get to number one. At number two, I have one of the best rushing seasons ever. I think it was seven yards or nine yards short of breaking Eric Dickerson's record. Do you know where I'm going with this one? Uh, keep it going. Adrian Peterson. There you go. Flip the switch. 2-8. Two 2-8. Eight. Two eight. So before I get to my number one, who is just – if you don't have him on your list, I don't know who you are. I got some honorable mentions. All right. So I actually have this guy's jersey. All he does is score touchdowns, Chris Carter. Classic. Um, if he would have – if they would have pulled out that Super Bowl – or not Super Bowl, NFC Championship and gotten to the Super Bowl and won it, he would have been easily in this top ten list, and I think you can't disagree there. All right. But, wasn't able to do that for the team. I also got one of his teammates, Randy Moss, on there. Um, and then another wide receiver on there is Larry Larry Fitzgerald. And continuing with my football theme, the last I want to mention is Jim the Flying Saucer, Klein Saucer. I mean, that's, this guy. Wow, that takes away the recency bias of our picks here. I know. I, mean, I pulled that one that out of. That makes up for it. I pulled that one out of. I don't know where I pulled that out of, but that guy was the definition of a tight end. You know what I mean? The guy's got the best nickname in all of the NFL, the Flying Saucer. Right. Come on. All right, so I'll get to my number one here. Um, 
issues. You know, he was thought of to become one of the best now great offensive linemen. Didn't really pan out, but still I think is a great guy and got a lot going for him in his future and is for sure not 400 pounds overweight. And that is Chantrell Henderson. All right, so that's my list. Um, you know, that's a great list. I think notable <laughs> is that we had, I think, zero people from the Minnesota Wild on the list. Well, you can um, really tell this is a hockey show, huh? Yeah, we'll, we'll have our own hockey shows. I'm kind of – if I can add another honorable mention, maybe Marion Gabrick there. I mean, because he was the only Wild player I knew for such a long time growing up. Or Bougard. I would say Bougard. Rest in peace. Um, you know, that's Nico what we Koi should have Boo. on the show next week. We should have Derek Bougard on the show. I'm sure he could get his listeners in Canada to chime in. We'll give him a call. Canada? Yep, he's from Canada. He's from Canada? Oh, okay. Well, that's uh, something new you learn every day. Um, okay, so, I mean, we did our lists there. Should we maybe get going with the – I mean, we, we kind of touched on in our list with a couple of basketball stars. Should we get going with one of our favorite uh, basketball college basketball teams? Maybe do, talk a little bit about them and how they're doing. We can do that, season? but first we have an okay. ad, George. We have an ad. Got to pay some bills. Exactly. I love it. What we got? Which one is this one? Loomley's Learning Center. Does your child have difficulty reading? Is mathematics a thorn in their side? Loomley's Learning Center can help. Our certified teachers are ready to help your son or daughter conquer their fears of reading, writing, arithmetic, and more. And, hey, during this coronavirus, who doesn't need a little bit of help with that? You know, maybe you're an adult. Maybe you're not a kid. Maybe you just need a little bit of help. Anyway, choose from sessions after school on weekday evenings or Saturdays. We guarantee that your child will receive the most effective one-on-one tutoring that money can buy. Take a tour of our facilities. Well, well, let me cross that off. Don't. From afar. They messed, and, messed up the ad there. For, yep. We're going to get billed a little bit more. Well, you can't take a tour. You can do it online. And meet the teacher in your desired subject area by calling 612-307-4693. Once again, 612-307-4693. Loomley's Learning Center, helping children reach their full potential since 1986. Back to you, George. And, I, and I'd, have to, I'd have to say I've used their sources and – pretty solid i mean great group of people and definitely definitely suggest if you were having trouble with some sort of subject hit them up um cheryl um she's great in there she works at the front desk she sort of guides everything out of the way I, it was very poppy very popping before this did whole you COVID thing. Betty? no i did not have betty betty, betty um so i i mean i'm taking accounting right now managerial and just emails with her so much more clear. So I'm really happy we can use them as a sponsor because I mean, they're making college a lot easier for me. So thanks guys. Um, so kind of, we were just about getting into creating basketball. So I'll kind of lead it off. Um, the big story so far in the offseason, Tyshawn Alexander, right. Leaving the team. This guy um, quickly became one of my favorite players in all of college basketball to one of my least favorite that quickly, because the reason behind it is that the guy is, has no chance of getting drafted. I've, through, I've looked at multiple NBA mock drafts. Don't even have him going in the second round, not even mentioned. Well, here's my theory. Um, here's my theory. Okay. He took a bunch of money from somebody and now he has to pay him back, which is why he can't go back to Creighton. Cause whoever was his guy theory. that was dishing him dough. Maybe lost a bunch of money in the stock market. Who knows? Maybe he was buying oil. But he went to yeah. Ty and was like, hey, it's time to go pro. Time to pay the piper. Let's make it happen. 
Well, that surprised me because he's from Charlotte, North Carolina. It's not like he's from Chicago or something, just some inner city where we're really struggling. I mean, if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, I mean, that's a pretty pretty nice town, isn't Again, it? That's I mean, my I don't theory. really know. That's my theory. I'm probably wrong. That's interesting. Okay. But obviously, um, big, big East news. Kerwin Walton not committing. I don't think that's as big of a yeah, news. I didn't I really get expect into that. him. I want to get into that. I did not, to be honest with you, one, I did not expect him to choose Creighton. I, I had heard in the news that uh, North Carolina was the top one and he was just kind of making other teams wait it out just because he can. Um, so I was not surprised by that at all. Kind of le- leading from that, I've been really disappointed. I think I, I've kind of stressed this with you about how Creighton has not really created a pipeline with Minnesota players with just how close they are and being in the Midwest. I, I've kind of always been argue, an argument about that because why not, you know? like uh, for It's hard me, to make a pipeline in basketball, you know what I mean? That, that's what I think. Yeah, but at the same time, it's, it's like, like football where you can like make inroads because, I mean, if you're a high school coach, you maybe have, you know, how many? Maybe – Let's say over ten years, maybe one Division One player. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying the state in general because so many people just for just to study go to Creighton from Minnesota. Like it's one of the top states that Creighton gets. So I'm I've just been so intrigued by the fact that they've never really gotten a guy from Minnesota. They always go out to like the Ethan Rocky, North Carolina Minnesota player. I forgot about him. Yep, he was a sharpshooter. Just like a lot of North Carolina guys, I think um, Mintz was a North Carolina guy, and then St. Louis has been a popular one in Kansas City as well. Kansas City is the one that they get a lot of players. They have Huge. three: Jet, Jet, Mitch, and uh, and uh, Bishop all have come from there. And, and then, then they get course, a lot of Omaha, guys just from like local guys. Yeah, well, Omaha local guys. Yeah, and then they get a lot of like Australian guys. They've, that's kind of been a new trend for them. Um, yeah, who knew there were the these team from Australia? guys from Australia? Who knew that was kind of a deal? I know, right? In the outback, you know, I don't even think that's work on, Australian. <laughs> I got to work on that. I tried. I tried. I tried. Um, I think one of the funny things about the Creighton basketball team as well is the when I texted you about Mahoney trying to go into that NBA draft process. I think it's got to be 80% that he comes back. I think he needed to clean his goggles there. I think they're a little foggy for him there. Um, I think they were rose-colored is what happened. I think he needs to put yeah. on some realistic-looking glasses. I was actually – I was on LinkedIn today just checking out some stuff, and he popped up as someone I should add with and uh, couldn't really find a major of choice for him under his page. So I think he was still waiting I, on I that. think he's at one of my LinkedIn connections. I think I made that decision a little while ago, and I think he accepted and it. So. To be honest with you there, Sam – I'm going to endorse him for networking or something he, like that. I, I think I'm going to endorse him for um, vision or something because <laughs> I think he wears the goggles in the photo. He doesn't wear just glasses. He's wearing the goggles. I think these goggles are – I think he's wearing the it's goggles. It's his trademark. It's his trademark. I Look, you cannot endorse a guy for uh, shooting out of the post. That is not something you can endorse someone for on LinkedIn. All right, so I'm – have you found his page here? I'm on it right now, and I misspoke. It looks like he is wearing glasses. Okay. And he, yeah, he's doing communication. So typical student athlete. Um, now I'm just finding all these crane basketball players here. Um, yeah, Mitch here. Um, 
those only two I found. But yeah, so anyways, that was a joke, and I was just kind of like, all right, that's fun. Good luck with that. But yeah, I agree. I think he'll be coming back. And then one other thing about Korean basketball is the incoming freshman and transfer they got. Um, Ryan Kalkbrenner, seven footer, gonna have immediate meat on them bones. Immediate impact player will definitely, I think, fill into the Kelvin Jones because I like the way that Christian Bishop played toward the end of the season. I think he's probably their go-to big man off the bench. I don't see how Epperson can possibly even really compete after being so injured for so long. Yeah, and I think now the nice thing with having Epperson back is they'll have that flexibility. If they want to go big, they can with putting Bishop at the four. Um, And now especially without Tyshawn, I mean, why not? And also, I think Kalkbrenner, I have a feeling Kalkbrenner is going to end up being a guy that doesn't play very much his first year, kind of worries about building muscle instead of losing it, and then just comes on full force uh, right. next year, especially with um, the shooter from Duke coming into AOC. Think, yeah, I think he's yeah. going to be good for, what, one year? I mean, that, that seems like, yeah. like a weird transfer. That seemed like a weird transfer. He fits he fits Creighton very well, so I'm excited to see how that works in, um, in, in two years. Um, and then I'll also add the um, the guy from Memphis who is getting ready to suit up for this year too. The forward I think is going to give him some more. Antoine. Antoine, yeah, Antoine. I think Antoine's gonna um, Antoine Jones. I think is going to give them some more um, attacking which they don't really have with Tyshawn leaving. Um, and I don't know if he's a really good shooter. I don't know much about him. He's a guy I need to kind of look more into. But everyone's been saying that he's someone to watch coming in this year. And I've heard, I've talked to a couple guys that are close to the basketball team and that he's just a competitor in practices. So I'm looking That's forward to That's good with the inside that source, in the George. Yeah. You're starting so, to act like a journalist, inside source. Him, Yeah, and I think him and Mahoney – have gotten into a couple arguments because they're both kind of guys that like to compete and come from kind of rough upbringings. So that's been kind of interesting to hear that. So I'm sure. looking forward for the to the team next year. Um, so let's see. We've gone through the Crane basketball, the NFL draft. We've done our lists for the for the week. Um, should we get into um, maybe some Netflix here or? Yeah, we've been can, watching we can, Netflix during during the break. During I'm not going to talk or... about. I'm not going to talk about Tiger King. I feel like that's been beaten to death. Yeah, I've tried watching that, and all I know is Carol Baskin killed her husband. So right. that's all I know. Right, I feel like every podcast out there has talked about that. Um, something that I watched recently, they've had three. I thought really good comedy specials come out. Um, there was Bert Kreischer. His was Hey Big Boy. Uh, if you haven't seen him, he's a shirtless comedian. I think it's very funny. Um, <laughs> okay. The one that I would not watch is Tom Segura's. I watched it with my mom, and that did not go well because he makes a lot of jokes about mothers, and so that was really uncomfortable. So I actually had to uh, stop watching that. So if you're going to watch something with your mom, don't watch that one. And then Chris D'Elia, uh, incorrigible, very good. He's very funny. He's a clean comedian. Um, and he talks about so how like not all comedians stuff. are messed up. Yep, I've watched every single one. Okay, those were my last three. So I'm gonna give you a couple shows that I think you should watch. Here, I got three for you. Um, so the first one, I was I don't even know. I was, some night I was just 
perusing Netflix and saw the show called Too Hot to Handle. Now, this show's concept is kind of crazy. It's a bunch of these horny, really good-looking people, apparently. I don't know who decides if they're good-looking or not. Coming on a show, expect to be in a reality TV show, and they can't have sex with each other. So it's about building relationships off of that because there are all these players that are trying to finally figure out what a real relationship is. So it's kind of a goofy show. I think we'd be a good fit happening. for that, George, then. I think, <laughs> we I think you more than me, person. Sam. Right. I think it... you more than me. Um, That'd be a tough one. I think a guy that would – Quinn Dolan, if we got him on that show, I think would have some issues. Well, I actually heard Quinn Dolan um, was on the show for the second season. So maybe we could have him on and he could tell heard... us about his experience. I heard he had too many bloody noses, so he had to withdraw himself from the show. Is that true? Well, I was going to let him say that during our interview, but no, but I'm not, I'm not sure if that's for sure. So that's, that's my thing. That's the rumor. That's the rumor. I think it was on, uh, um, I think Woj reported that. I think Woj reported that. Adam Schefter. Yeah. Woj. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely Schefter with that one. (laughs) Um, but okay. Another show, this one, in all seriousness, I really enjoyed if you like a little bit of like a mystery suspense type of show, the it's called the outer banks. Now um, this show, it's like 10 episodes, like 45 minutes. They're pretty good. And it's interesting. So it's based on these, the main character 16, the main characters are all 16 years old, apparently. And I did some research. The main actor who's the main guy, John B, you'll figure out his name is, is actually 28 years old. So if, I'm 20 years old in the next couple of years and it's still fit to be a 16 year old. Then I think that's something positive. Maybe I, I don't really know. Maybe you've had um, some work done by that point, George. Hoping not, but you never know. It could be in a tragic accident. It's like those face. Disney shows. All those guys are like 30, like the, the Jason B Earl guy, Jason Earl. He's like 33. Yeah. Jason Earl. Yeah. Um, who is the other one? Oh, the girl from uh high school musical, the, the girl that dated Corbin Blue, she was like thirty. You see, he 30. was like, and he was like twenty-two or like twenty-one or twenty or something. Yeah, she was pretty old. I think she was married and had kids, old like that old. Um, so that's goals right there. And you can, if you need other um, insight in that show, you can ask our good friend Sam Applebaum. Him and I have been talking that show for a while. Um, no relation to Scott Applebaum. No relation. No relation. No relation. Um, but that show has been pretty good. And the last one, this one's been pretty popular amongst a lot of people is all American. That football show. Have you seen that? Yes, I have. I got that. I got that. Um, some girl suggested it to me and I was like, okay, well, if a girl's suggesting it, then it's probably not going to be anything special, but I really enjoyed it. It's kind of like a one tree Hill football type of thing. If you ever watch one tree Hill, um, right. but it's been really funny when we were talking about TikTok, how, all these TikTok memes of Spencer James have really made the show hard to watch because it's so hard to keep a straight face during all the serious scenes with him because it's laughable how they're just all making fun of him and all that. Have you seen any of those? Uh, no. Well, okay. it, it's funny that you mentioned that because you're the second person that's recommended that show to me after my grandma. So I think that speaks <laughs> more to your Gigi? taste. No, Grandma Quaid. Grandma Quaid has been okay. watching it on our Netflix account. But you were saying you had watched it though, hadn't you? Yes, I have. And I only okay. did it after my grandma told me to watch it. And I watched a couple episodes and I well, now that decided I'm watching, it wasn't for me. Yeah. Now, now that I'm going to have to give it another you, go. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, it, it, it's good. It's a good show. I, I enjoy it, especially the ending of season two kind of throws you for a bone. But yeah, it's really good. Excited for season three if it ever gets off, gets off shooting with the coronavirus going on. Well, Sam, is there anything else we we should cover? I mean, well, I got my book of, of the week. This is a book. Okay. Highly recommend. It's written by a couple people. It's called The Bible. Okay. Um, if you really get into it, it's got some good nuggets in there. Favorite book, book in the, week in there, the Bible. Favorite book in the Bible, real quick. I'm curious. Um, probably Genesis. Some crazy stuff going on in there, man. Interesting. Bad Eve woman. I don't trust her. I don't trust her. Um, book of the week. So I'm myself kind of a fan of like sport books type of thing, you know? Yep. So I'm going to go with a book called Tangerine. Um, Great book. And that book's about um, Paul Fisher, who turns out to be a soccer player. So if you're into soccer, watch Tangerine, read Tangerine. So... Um, that's my suggestion there. I got a good one for next week. Another kind of sports right. book. So I'll have that. Um, so Sam, it just came to my mind. I think we need to get in order to get some more followers, might have to make a social media page to get some stuff going and kind of throw out some polls there to help improve our show. Don't you, would you agree? Well, I think right now we're probably a one and a half in terms of content. So yeah, I think we could yeah. probably take well, some suggestions. A couple ideas I had is we throw something out there about theme music that we would have entering the show and then maybe something different for when we leave the show. Um, yeah, and so we'll I pers- put it on the audience. The audience yeah. is in charge of how interesting the show is because we're not that interesting. No. So we're trying to make a show that would interest the audience. So I, will I, say I like this, that though, idea. I will say this. We are very talented guys who don't want to be wasting our time making something that no one likes. We have better things to do. Well so said. if this becomes something big, then we'll keep giving you the content. Cause we love to talk about sports and make weird, weird random lists and talk about books of the week. So um, Sam, anything else to add? Yeah. Well, I, I'd like to um, shout out our sponsors, Jagermeister, McLobe golden, and then Mercedes of let's see, where's Bloomington. And then I got one more ad read and I think we're done. Okay. With a voice crack. Does your business need to rank higher in the search engines? Do you want everything your company touches to turn to gold? If you answered yes to either of those questions, you and your business need to get your act together at O'Brien's Marketing Conference, which has been postponed, but just bear with me. Attend keynote speeches made by marketing gurus, participate in workshops, and learn more about your target market and how you can get their attention in our high-tech world. The two-day event is only $300. What a bargain. And your meals throughout the day are included. Wow. I mean, I've heard the meals are very good, George. Yeah. Maybe Mancini's, but I don't I know. I mean, we'll just have to see. I mean, we have a lot of sponsors to thank for this, and I'm really happy that you were able to figure I, that I out like, there. <laughs> I, I like this next line. Whoever said there's no such thing as a free lunch. It only costs 300 bucks, and you get free lunch. Space Unlimited, go online now to www.marketinggurus.com oh. to reserve your seat. Or call toll free to reg- toll free to register today, but they don't give me a number. It still exists, my golly. Um, and my thing is this: I hope that you're actually 
you know, approving these sponsorships. We're not trying to get in like a Enron scandal here or something. I don't even know. Um, no, everything we say, George, our, our wonderful sponsors and then our premium sponsors, Jägermeister, Michelob Golden, and Mercedes of Bloomington. Awesome. All right. Well, before we go, I also have something else, someone else to thank, not someone, actually something. The, the Anchor app, of course, as I mentioned before, thank you for giving us the ability to connect and give you the quality content. And hopefully if this goes well, we'll be seeing you guys next week. And I think we're going to try to get a guest on for your personal enjoyment. Hopefully make the show a little bit longer. Quinn Dolan from too hot to handle. I mean, Quinn's a busy guy, but potentially we'll be joining, you know, I know Quinn, he's got finals coming up. So we'll have to see if he's available. Someone said he's harder to get a hold of than Kenny Rogers. So I, we will, I guess we'll find I heard he's hard, harder to get a hold of than uh Bugard. Bugard's dead. So this is, this is gonna, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Is that confirmed? Is that confirmed? I think I've seen him with Tupac and Amelia. So we're just going to have to wait and see, but again, right. thanks viewers. And thanks for listening to the first edition of after dark with George and goalie. And we'll hopefully see you next time.